Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz alongside Kenny, and we're going to be covering the November 3rd slate. We got seven games for you. Our plan is to go game by game. Uh, Kenny, talk to me. How are you feeling today? Um, I mean, it was a ugly slate overall for me today earlier, especially with uh, Euro and NBA, but we still got this uh, Phoenix game to get going. Uh, but how about yourself, man? How did this slate treat you today? Pretty good, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, despite the fact that my team in Toronto uh, lost against the Sixers, uh, but other than that, I guess I am having a pretty solid night. All right. Always positive. <laughs> hey man, it's tough when the Raptors lose by twenty against the foul baiting merchant. Uh, okay, so let's start off uh, by going get my game. I guess with Cavs versus Pacers. Unfortunately, we don't have the game line for this matchup yet. Uh, that might be due to the fact that Garland and Jared Allen are questionable for this matchup. And on the Pacers side of thing, Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Smith are questionable on this side. You know, as as my co-host, I'm going to let you go first. Who you got in this type of matchup? Um, in this type of matchup, I'm going to say that Indiana has to be giving up probably the best three-point percentage in the league right now. So um, I'm actually going to have a little bit of interest in uh, match truce and... Um, Possibly Mitchell. I don't, I don't know. 10K is a little too much on the seven-game slate, but I might have a, a share or two of Mitchell. How about yourself? Well, on the Cavs side of things, I mean, Mitchell's always an intriguing option, of course. I mean, he's been having an amazing uh, season so far, especially without Garland. And he might be able to do the same thing if Garland decides not to play. I kind of went more on the cheaper side of things with the Cora at 4,900, who I think will continuously get minutes, and especially if Jared Allen misses out. Uh, will probably be the starting four once again. And then uh, another guy that you mentioned actually last week in Niang at 4,200, who, like you said, Pacers give up a lot of threes. And I think Niang at 4,200 is a cheap option to go with the guy who will probably get you a solid amount of uh, points. You know, what about the Pacers side, I think, for you? Nothing? Uh, well, Pacers, I actually have a few likes on this side. Um, first would be Miles Turner, especially if mm-hmm. um, Allen is still out. I really do feel like this type of matchup that should be a pretty decent double-double spot for him. Um, we'll also have a few cheapies on the Pacer size as well. The 5K players in um, Nesmith and Nimhard. Um, it's really going to be one or the other um, if I actually have the space and the cap on the slate. And I guess the cheapest option you could play, he is kind of questionable, but Jalen Smith. He actually been mm-hmm. pretty solid in the 15, 20 minutes. He's been getting off the bench this season. And especially if Allen is out, size is always going to hurt Cleveland in these type of situations. 
Uh, yeah, man, I mean, Turner is one player who I also have on my list. I think he's a player who's going to have a really great game, especially because Evan Mobley and if Jared outside to play, these guys aren't uh, perimeter-type players. They're going to be inside the paint, which allows Turner at more opportunities to get blocks and, you know, just kind of play his game. And, man, you had me at cheap, but I decided to go a bit more in Bruce Brown at 5,400. I think in this type of match, it might go down towards the end. Of course, if you're looking at the game against Boston, where they allowed 150-plus points, which is insane. Uh, but I think Bruce Brown is much better than that type of performance, and especially against Cleveland, who might be depleted a few players. He might get, uh, get a lot more opportunity, especially if Tyrese Halliburton decides not to play. All right, moving on to the Knicks versus Bucks. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a line for this one either. Uh, and in terms of team news, most people are healthy except for RG Bear, who is questionable to play this game. Uh, I guess I'll start it off with this one. I didn't really like this game's salary prices i think you might disagree with me hit me with some uh gems probably but i did like divincenzo at 4100 uh divincenzo actually played a good amount of minutes in these past couple of games and that's exactly what you want to see and he's been kind of been playing pretty solid i think rg bear did ma- miss last game which allowed him more opportunity but because of that opportunity i'm hoping he carries that momentum through this game against the bucks yeah, that's a solid play um i've actually been using him as a cheapie for the past few games uh i think the past three four games i've been using david chenzel as a nice little cheapie uh but on the Knicks side one player i would have interest in um only in gpp is actually josh hart um mm. ever since uh i, I don't know I, I don't think he oh. actually had a 20 point fantasy point game this season um not yet i, I could be wrong he might have had one against cleveland um the first game but He's been getting 25, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. His field goal attempts has been going up. But for some odd reason, you have yet to get this double-double game out of him, which you actually had probably 50% of the starts you had him in um, last season once you got traded to New York. Yeah, I think, I think part of that is also due to Quentin Grimes not having the season that he's supposed to be having, so which allows more opportunity for Josh Hart at the three. What about the Bucks side of things? Talk to me. Uh, with the Bucks, I'm actually just going to have a little bit of interest in um, either Middleton or Portis. Uh, like more of a GPP flyer. I don't have too much interest in this game. And I do believe when the game total come out, it's probably will be listed as one of the lower game totals on this slate. <laughs> it probably is. I mean, Bucks have been having trouble scoring and I might continue again with the Knicks. But I guess that's great for us because let's move on to the Nets versus Bulls, which I think this might have some couple interesting picks. Uh, we actually do have the line for this. Uh, the spread is for Chicago to win by 3.5, over and under around 220.5 points. So it doesn't seem like it might be a high-scoring game. But, I mean, Chicago doesn't have any defense, so you never know. Uh, in terms of team news, we have Nicholas Claxton will be out for this game as well as Cam Johnson. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Dennis Smith Jr. are questionable to play this game. And then on the Bulls side of things, it's just Levine who is questionable, but they are saying that he is probable to play this game as well. So you want to start off this game for us? Yeah, no problem. Um, on the Chicago side, I'm actually going to have a lot of interest in Vucevic, especially at that 7-5 price tag. Um, I really do believe in this matchup. This would be a nice little double-double spot for him. Um, and prop-wise, if you see him at 10.5 or 11 rebounds, that would be a nice over to play. Um, on the cheaper side, 
I will have a little bit of interest in Kobe White in this matchup. He hasn't had a real boom game yet, um, but with a potential 35, 40-minute spot, I really do think he can actually get you 30 actual points in this matchup. Oh, interesting. Especially with Levine's out. That's true. I, I I decided to go with another one of their big three players in DeRozan at 7,300. I think uh, I was just looking a bit of the at the stats, and I was looking at the fact that DeRozan's been struggling a lot in terms of scoring the ball. And the only games he hasn't really struggled has been the games where he's played at home, which is against Toronto, surprisingly. And, of course, he shot 50% at 33 points. And ever since then, he's had three road games in Rome. So this is going to be another Chicago home game where I think DeRozan will have a pretty solid game where he's more comfortable and, of course, you're highly scared about the fact that there is Dorian Finney-Smith, there's Mikael Bridges, these wing defenders. But, I mean, when DeRozan has it going, especially at home, I think it's really tough. He's one of those tough players to stop. And I guess on the net side of things, I did get some cheap options in Lonnie Walker the fourth in 5,300. Of course, Cam Thomas is someone who's gaining all the attention. But Lonnie Walker had 17 points in back-to-back games. And off the bench. I mean, this, that's amazing. I think as long as he gets the same type of minutes uh, with the Chicago Bulls team, I think he will still be able to reach that uh, points around that area or get you some other uh, value in some other areas. And I also went with the even cheaper option in Trenton Watford at 3,400. Uh, he was actually a player who helped come with a comeback against the Miami Heat uh, two nights ago. And at 3,400, he's a guy who's going to get you some solid numbers. Don't expect too, anything too crazy. But you mentioned someone like Donovan Mitchell. If you want to go with Donovan Mitchell, you're going to need some budget options. And Trinder Walford at 3,400 might be someone you slot in. Um, man, those are uh, some nice plays. On um, the Brooklyn side, I actually do have a 5K player that I like. And it's actually uh, DFS, Dor- Dorian Finley-Smith. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like in this spot and in this matchup, he should play 30 minutes, especially with the injuries that we know about. And ever since the start of this season, it seemed like he's been averaging five to seven three-pointers a game. And the Bulls, as of late, been giving up three-pointers. Could mm-hmm. be the loss of Patrick Beverly on the team, or it could just because the team's got a little bit older. And for a cheaper option, um, I'm going to go with one of my uh, G League players from last season, um, Armani Brooks. Um, okay. Picked up, no, nah, picked up um, last game um, when they was playing against, uh, who they, was it Miami? Yeah, I Miami. think it was Miami they played last. Part of the combat. Yeah, man, they just gave the guy the green light in the 20 <laughs> minutes he, he was playing. I want to say he probably put up seven or eight threes, hit about five of them, got you about 20 actual points, only 20, but again. That's true. I mean, I think uh, that's a great pick. Uh, speaking of cheap, you know what else is cheap? NBA Fantasy Pass, which is at $6 per month. Come on, you got to get daily you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines of the night, and you get Discord access to the pros. And if you upsize this by $2, it includes NFL and MLB. I mean, this is a great deal that I don't think anybody should be able to pass up. And that's a pretty solid deal in terms of if you want to win some good money, I mean, this is a fantasy pass. This is the best value pass you're going to get. All right, let's move on to the Warriors versus Thunder. And starting off with uh, there is no line for this as well, and that might be because SGA is out, which is a big blow, but it's allowed some opportunities to go for some Thunder players, which I believe you have and I have as well. 
Uh, I guess I'm gonna, I want to take the lead on this one because I'm pretty excited to talk about Josh Giddy at 8400. Uh, he's one of those guys who I'm spending high on. I mean, I was just I'm, I'm I was looking at his stats when he uh, Shea doesn't play, and man, he just loves to take that lead. And I don't think, and I don't think going against Golden State will change any of that, especially because I mean their backcourt defense is like six three, so it won't be any trouble for him to really just look over and make the plays that he continuously does. Uh, to continue on that type of area, uh, Jalen Williams is 6,500. I mean, the guy is averaging, uh, I believe I was checking his stats too with SGA. He averages like around 14, but without SGA, he averages 21 points. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And I think, uh, of course, it might be a bit difficult going against Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. Uh, but this OKC team is hungry, and I think Jalen Williams is 6,500 is a great price. And then lastly, I'm going for another budget player in Trey Mann at 3,700. Shea Gillis Alexander is out, and you're going to need to replace some of that scoring. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Casey Wallace, but he's not a scorer type of point guard where Trey Mann is. And if Trey Mann, he's going to get some opportunity. If you can hit a few of those shots and get continuous minutes, at 3,700, you're going to get your value back quick. All right, talk to me. I know I took a bit of a minute, but I was pretty excited to talk about these players. Nah, I'm excited too, but I feel like uh, you, you didn't talk about the best scorer that they have as a guard outside of Ooh. SGA, that's Vichik. Um, he Just like Trey Mann, he haven't really been getting minutes lately, but mm-hmm. the dude led the EuroLeague in scoring multiple times. I mean, if you need somebody on the floor who can score about 6'4", have pretty good range for the three as well, and for 3'4", you might be able to get an upside out of him if the coach gave him the start. But outside of that, looking at scoring again, I'm actually going to be looking at Isaiah Joe for 4-2. Again, his minutes was off and on throughout the season. I want to say he began the season at 28 minutes, ended the last few games playing about 15, 18 minutes. But if you need somebody who can score the ball, hit a couple threes, he will jack them up. You don't know if you're actually going to get him from that. <laughs> now, for my favorite player on here is actually um, the Canadian himself, Lou Dork, for five cents. I really do feel like this is going to be a 38-minute or more game for him. So, Coach really won't be taking him out. And I really do feel like his usage rate should be a tad bit higher than usual in this matchup as well. Damn, you showed a lot of love to OKC, man. Can you show some love to the Wire fans? <laughs> I mean, I'm in the Bay Area, uh, <laughs> but I'm a Clipper fan in the Bay Area. Um, in this matchup, I, I really do see this game getting a little out of hand. Uh, but I do actually have a little bit bit of interest in uh, Saric for 4-2. Um, you know, a little bit of a revenge game is always nice. I, I don't know if you could really call it a revenge game for him since, you know, the playing time he got wasn't too much. <laughs> but um, I would have some interest in him. And possibly Kaminga or Jackson Davis in a couple lines as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, same with me. I didn't really go too high end on this. I just I did like some uh, Moses Moody. Of course, he didn't have a pretty he didn't have a great game against Sacramento, but he's had some solid stat lines beforehand. It's has been able to get to twenty to twenty five DK fantasy points. And at forty one hundred, I really like that price to really take that opportunity. Uh, amen. I I love your pick on uh. What was his name again? Uh, the European player, Mijic, right? Yeah. Mijic, bro. That's such an amazing pick. And you know what? This is why all these guys who are listening to this podcast need to get the DFS pass for $5 per month. See, this is what you're missing out. I mean, who else is giving you this type of Euro uh, advice from the 
you know, getting that Eurobasket stats and all this and making this type of pick. Come on, like, the DFS pass only for $5 per month. You get DFS delivery. You get the pickums daily. And you also get Discord access. Like, I mean, come on, this is a full-on package, and you guys are all missing out. All right, enough enough of the, of course, uh, the hyping up of our pass. Let's move on to the the next game in the Wizards versus Heat. And uh, this one, we do have a line, and it is Miami to win by... 10 points, and the over-unders around 226. Uh, of course, Jimmy Butler is, I believe, probable to play this game. It's not confirmed yet. Uh, Caleb Martin's still out for the Miami Heat. And in terms of the Wizards side of thing, Daniel Gafford and Corey Kispert are questionable to play this game. All right. What do you feel about this game, Kenny? I'm going to keep it, like, simple as possible. On the Miami side, I have interest in Hero if Butler is out. <laughs> on the wizard side, I have zero interest, but if you <laughs> maybe choose one player just to have in one line, um and maybe maybe right, I might throw right into a line. Um but I, I really I'm really just fading this game in DFS and props, man. Damn, we just lost all the Wizard fans when you said that stuff. But don't worry, Wizard fans, I got your back. Because I got, I got a couple of players I really like in this one. I like I like Denny at 6,200. Uh, Jordan Poole and Kuzma have been really inefficient. And surprisingly, Denny Edvia has been taking advantage of that. He got, I think, career uh, season high in 16 shots last game. And he was efficient. He shot 10 for 16. and had a pretty great night. Uh, of course... This may not be an easier game. This may not be an easy game, of course, going against Miami Heat defense. But he's also a guy who I really like in terms of getting your other fundamentals. So assists, rebounds, maybe a, a great lockdown defense and getting you steals and a couple of blocks. I think Denny Avia has that capable to do that. And SEC 200, he's kind of the price where I'm willing to go that far for him. Uh, I do like uh, some, some Bilal Kulabali at 4,100. Of course, if Daniel Gafford decides not to play it, I would hope I, they start Koulibaly at center again. Of course, they decided to start someone else last game. Uh, but he still got around 18 minutes, and I like Koulibaly to eventually have that breakout. And I want to be there for it. And at 4,100, I hope it's going to be against Miami Heat. Uh, on the Miami Heat side of things, I'm not going to talk too much because you said it yourself. I mean, if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, I mean, you have to go Tyler Hero at 8,100. Uh, I mean, who's going to be stopping him from taking those shots? I mean... <laughs> Besides, uh, I guess, Bam, I mean, he's going to be next up in line. And at 8,100, I feel like, especially the season he's been averaging, uh, he's been averaging around 26 points per game. And I don't, do you think Jordan Poole or Ty Jones are going to stop that? I mean, I don't think so. So I think at 8,100, it's a really great deal. Uh, next up, we got Mass versus Nuggets. And no line for this one as well. But I'm going to start off. I got, Let me start off with the team news. And as with Kyrie and Maxi Kleber are questionable for this game. And then we got Jamal Murray, Jokic, and Christian Braun, who are all questionable. But they are all probable to play, most likely to play that game. Uh, I'll start off with the Nuggets, I guess. Starting with, I like Murray at 7,900. He's not on, he's probably not going to be on every slate I play. Uh, but he's definitely someone who I would like, especially considering you have Kyrie and Luka Doncic in the pick and rolls that he's going to be going against. And I think he might be a great opportunity for him to just get comfortable, especially since this is, I believe, all a home game for Denver. So, I mean, there's nothing better than the home cooking, right? And I don't think Jamal Murray would have any type of effect. Talk to me. What do you feel about Denver? 
Um, first and foremost, if Jamal Murray is out, I'm probably going to load up on a whole lot of Reggie Jackson mm-hmm. and uh, Watson as well. Um, I really do feel like when it comes to the bench unit, I'm outside of Watson and Jackson, I can't really name you one consistent player if Bron's out um, <laughs> <laughs> from the Denver bench. Um Outside of that, when it comes to the Denver starters, I might throw um, Porter or Gordon in a line. Um, I really don't see Jokic sitting out this game. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, not too much interest on the Denver side. When it comes to Dallas, I am actually have a lot of interest in um, Tim Hardaway. Okay. I actually have a lot of interest in Tim Hardaway, especially if Kyrie is out. Um Last game, forgot who they played against. Uh, Might have been Memphis. I want to say he probably got about mm, 17 to 20 shots, and about 12 of them was three pointers. So <laughs> if he could connect on 40% of those, I'm still looking at close to a 25 point DraftKings night with an upside of about 40. Um, with Doncic in this game, I feel like he's a little too priced up. Um, 13. So I'm, I might be fading him. I don't think I'm going to be able to be cheap enough to Man, throw him in my line. How about yourself? <laughs> At thirteen thousand, would that be an amazing way to spend it? But that's like that's more than one fifth of your salary. Like, you know what? It might even that's pay out for some people. Hey, <laughs> man, that's why we always be hitting people up with budget options if they want to go for that route. You know, if they want to go for Luka Doncic, you mentioned some players like Mitic, Tim Hardaway Jr. who gets slotted. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, speaking on the math side of things. I mean, great minds think alike because I also had Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,500 because, I mean, especially if Kyrie doesn't play, he's going to be chucking that ball. And he's been on a great streak. And, you know, as long as that streak continues, I think you've got to keep on going for him. I also have Grant Williams at 4,800 who has been, I mean, lighting it up as well. I mean, speaking of being able to hit three-pointers, uh, Grant Williams has been able to do exactly that. Uh, of course, I would love for him to score 25 points like he did against Chicago last game, but that probably won't happen. But if he can have a solid game and just I guess having uh being able to hit like three, four threes like he's been able to do. I mean, he's getting the attempts. I think he's averaging around seven at three point attempts and he's been getting 30 minutes. So the opportunity will definitely be there for him to get that value. So I guess at 4,800, I really like that uh, option in him. And guess what? We're at the last game, which is the Grizzlies versus Blazers. The Actually, the winless Grizzlies as of right now, I think they're 0-5. Blazers recently just got their win. Uh, Blazers... I actually got a couple wins, I believe. Uh, Blazers, this one we actually do have a line, and it is for Memphis to win by one or two points, and over-unders are on 218-219. To end it off, man, let me know. How are you feeling about this game? Um, I'm actually a fan of it, especially with uh, some of this news that's coming out. Because if Sharp is out, I mean, it's probably going to look like uh, last year Jazz out there running a line with um, a whole bunch of random players who look like they're going to be traded any given day. Um, and the first person I'm going to have interested is uh, Malcolm Brogdon. And I want to say they have two wins, correct? I want to say he kind of led them to both wins. of the wins that they yeah. have. Yeah, they, he kind of led up to both of the wins they have. Um, I want to say one was against Toronto. Um, yes. <laughs> then um, Grant will be another person that we'll have in play as well. Um, ever since 
you know, sadly, ever since Simons went down, uh, Greg kind of was able to turn it up a little bit. Um, when it comes to other players on Portland, if you're really trying to get Luka into your lineup, you could throw a stab at uh, Jabari Walker. Um, I'm not going to be able to tell you how many minutes he will give you, but if he's out there for about 20 to 25 minutes, he's going to be in line for a 25-30 DraftKings spot. And for 3-2, I don't think it'd get too much cheaper on this um, seven-game slate. How about yourself? Do you like anything else in this uh, Portland side? Uh, well, thank you for mentioning. I forgot to mention the team news, which is, yeah, Anthony Simmons is out and Scoot is out for the game and Sheena Sharp is questionable. And Grizzly's side of thing is Derek Rose is out and Aldama is questionable. Uh, but to continue what you asked me, on the Blazers side of thing, I like DeAndre Ayton at 6,600. I think it's about time he got into, you know, some game mode and finally felt motivated. Uh, it is a bit scary with the fact that there won't be any, I mean, exception of Malcolm Brogdon, there won't be any other guards that will hopefully look for him. But Malcolm Brogdon has done a great job in including him. I mean, the game against Detroit, he had 16 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, uh, a few, uh, I say a good amount of steals, I believe, uh, and a couple of blocks. And uh, he's had another great performance against Toronto. So as long as he can keep the streak going, and, uh, hey, you said Malcolm Brogdon is going to have a good night. And if Malcolm Brogdon has a good night, I think that will involve having Aiton and having a great night as well. And at 6600 uh, I really like that price, especially compared to centers. I think he's probably the great value center at that price right now. Uh, but that that's it for me on the Blazer side of things. Even on the Grizzly side of things, I didn't spend too much. Uh, I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on Desmond being at 8800 and Jaren Jackson Jr. has been inconsistent. So I decided to stay a bit more uh, under 5K here with Zaire Williams at 4,600. Uh, he didn't have a great game last game, uh, but he consistently gets minutes. Uh, I think he still starts for them. And especially in this type of game where you're going to be guarding uh, Jeremy Grant, I think he's going to be needed in this type of matchup. And hopefully he can just deliver a solid stat line and being able to hit his threes, hit a few slashing, uh, slash to the rim and score some dunks. But other than that, I didn't really go too high on this one. How about you? Okay. Um, on the Memphis side, I actually do have a good amount of interest in Bane in the spot. Um, Ooh, talk to I kind of learn if I believe Bane DFS. And in this scenario, especially trying to get their first win of the season, I, I really do <laughs> think he's going to launch about 24 shots. He should be able to connect on 10 of those. <laughs> Chances are 80% of those shots would be three-pointers. Um, outside of him, I do have a little bit of interest in um, Zaire Williams. Mm-hmm. He's been a little off and on. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. not the most consistent player, but again, nobody in Memphis has been consistent this year. But I really do feel like in this spot, you could get a potential almost double-double out of him. Maybe a 15.9 rebound game might get you a steal. Um, but outside of that, I'm not rostering too much on the Memphis side. Hey, man, so you're going for Desmond Bean based on desperation? Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great play because they have not won a game yet, which is kind of uh, concerning if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan. And going 0-6 would be kind of crazy <laughs> if that was to happen. But, you know, I think we've made some great picks today. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast with me and Kenny. You know, we always try to do our best to help you out. And, of course... I mean, no one brings you Euro basket advice like Kenny. Uh, 
You can find me on Twitter at Too Nice, which will be at T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. And if you want to hit me up and we can talk about how the Raptors have been pretty trash and, you know, continue our depression together. Or you can actually hit up Kenny. And where, Kenny, where can they hit you up? Um, and it's pretty easy. You can hit me up at Orange DFS if you want to talk about this Barca Pedal Theakis game going on tomorrow morning. I'll be more than willing to talk about that in any other hoops. All right, perfect. I hope you guys enjoyed. And, you know, have a great day. And hope you guys, hopefully, we make you guys win some money. See you guys.